0: Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. My name is Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and with me today in the studio, I have my wife Nellie and my friend Chief, and they will be joining me. Mushu is not here He's working and so if you folks would give us more donations and buy more shirts, we wouldn't have to work so much. But that you know, it is what it is. You Y'all know, want us to be poor. Anyways, and we're not gonna cry about that. Daswolfman88 at gmail.com. Dosswolfman88 at gmail.com. Send me your crazy, scary stories. We want them, we want to talk about them. We want to put them on the show, and we're gonna put you on blast. I'm just kidding. We're not gonna do that. We are gonna try and put your story uh, if it's good and it's and it's show worthy, we will put it on the air. So what we're going to talk about tonight uh, is going to have to wait a minute because i got to tell you, very important, we're doing a giveaway, and uh, you might get an autographed book from one of five different authors, David Weatherly, Lon Strickler, uh, Ken Gerhard, um, Linda Godfrey, Lyle Blackburn. We have a lot of people who uh, we're, we're, we're working with, and, and we're, we're giving away autographed books. So be sure and go to the link that we put out for the show And you may be the winner. We will put that link out on the Facebook group of Paranormal Roundtable. That is Paranormal Roundtable Group. Now, we have that group. We have Paranormal Encounters and Paranormal Lounge, which is... Mine. Which is... Who are you?
1: Mm, The fabulous Nellie Turner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. You got your tongue? You can't talk?
2: No, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he you, he you. <laughs> so
0: so paranormal lounge is nelly's uh, group that she's growing and she's kind of turned you know tony have a little friendly competition trying to see who can get the most members i so, didn't even
2: know it was a competition
0: well tony's been been really hyping it up he's been talking about it. he's he's he's
1: been, been gunning for you
0: man. he's been he's amped up he's telling people hey man go, go to my group so, and Chief, you are uh, in both groups. You're an admin in both groups. And then I am an admin uh, of Paranormal Encounters. And I am also a part of their group, too, of those groups. So, as one guy said, they're, they're all groups that were spawned from me, I guess. We also are really close and tight with Cryptids and Paranormal Reality, which is Lori Shivers' group. And she's a nice lady. Go get show her some love and get her some some uh, members in her group and we also work with Michael Moran and his group. And his group is Cryptid Squad, the Cryptid Squad, uh, not the Cryptid Squad, which it used to be <laughs> until he
1: changed it. So uh, we've got Phil's group too, right? Uh,
0: yes, Dogman and Werewolf Discussion. That's Delacorte Carter and Phil Stern. I am not the admin of there, but they are good and fair people. And yeah, so go shout sh- out to Phil Stern. Go to, Shout out to Phil Stern, always a good guy. Go and check out those groups and check them out and and tell me what you think. Yeah. So that being said, PRTPodcast.com is our website. Go and you can check out the merchandise store. We have all of our shows up there. You can look at the shows and you can also uh, leave artwork. So those are all pretty cool things you can do that have to do with the show.
1: Keep the fan art alive. Yes. Keep,
0: keep making weird cartoons of me. That's awesome. We completely <laughs> yes, love, we, please yes, do. we love that. And, and, but, but let's focus on other people. Let's make fun of some other people though, too, like Nellie and Chief no. and Anthony and Tony. That, we, that'd be fun, right? Right? No. Fun. Yeah. See, Chief likes it. Chief's on board. This guy gets it. He gets it. So anyways, <laughs> so anyways, we're going to have, we're going to have some people that are going to be coming on the show eventually. And they're going to be talking about uh, insurance premiums, so that's going to be fun. We're going to, looking for looking towards that
1: and the warranty on your car.
0: We're going to be like that guy from uh, what's the vampire from uh, what we do in the shadows that the the energy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He's always, he doesn't talk about. He just talks about the like, and there makes people go to sleep. i <laughs> know, always nodding off. I'm just kidding about that. We're not going to have somebody talk about insurance premiums. So anyways, Chief is going to be on tonight, and he's going to fill in for Tony. Him and Nellie are going to do a little uh, filling in tonight. and We're a
1: shoe-in for Mooshu. Shoe.
0: For Mooshu. And Nellie's going to have uh, some story, a story for us. I believe both of you have a Dogman story.
1: I've got a Dogman story. And Nellie? I have one.
0: You have a Dogman story. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and get this started. But first the thing I'm going to lead in with, Nellie was wanting me to tell this story. And this comes from a friend of ours. Uh, that we know in, in our real life. And she used to work for a buddy of ours, speaking of Phil, a guy named Phil, that, that owned a cell phone repair shop. And Phil, actually, him and a friend of mine, another friend of mine that, that owns a gun store outside of Taylor, that they actually saw a dog man too. A very hyena-ish looking dog man. Hmm. But there, there was a young lady that works for her, and her name is, uh, I don't want, well, I probably shouldn't say her name. I don't know if we have permission to say it. And so we're going to call her Kay. And Kay had a really crazy story, scary story, too. She was actually driving from Texas to Iowa, and she was in, I believe, the state of Kansas. Wasn't it Kansas? Yeah, and she was driving through Kansas, and she was with her kids, single mom, driving by herself with her kids. And they're, they're driving down the highway, and in broad daylight, they see something come up out of the road out of this is what she told us it came up out of the highway okay it was solid black and it just popped up and they could see it as they were getting closer and closer they were you know still a few hundred yards away but they could see it in the distance and it was black and it had flames coming off of it okay and as they got closer In in kansas As they got closer to this thing, they started to make out that it was a humanoidal shape. Okay, but it was really, really tall. It was really big, over seven foot. And it was black, a solid black-looking shadow-like entity with fire all around it.
2: It was coming out of a hole, a fire. It was
0: coming out of a hole in the middle of the highway.
1: Good deal in Kansas?
0: Okay, now you sound like Sal with everything's a Bigfoot and you know, blind children. (laughs) No, I'm talking about like you're not not a cadejo. How do I fit a cadejo into this? How do I get a cadejo in the squared hole? Like they said it looked like a mermaid. How did the cadejo make itself look like a mermaid in the Pacific? A mermaid
1: in a mermaid in the Mojave Desert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are correct, sir. Uh
1: So yeah, so that's a weird
0: story. Now I wouldn't I'm gonna tell another little short one that's gonna pertain to that. That was a one-off for me, as as they would call it. Like, I had never heard anything like that. But then I actually got a story that's, eh, it's not the same exactly, but it's along the same vein, if you will. What side of the road was it on, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably right in front of them, I guess. And so here here's one I got. And this one came from a highway patrolman, one of my buddies who, when when he was young, he always wanted to be a cop. Well, he became a cop. Because his dad was a high patrolman, and I, i'm I'm trying to get together stories for for the police officers to do a show just about weird and police encounters and things they've told me, but this one I'm going to tell because it goes along with this lady's uh, encounter. He was driving around late at night this was this was in New Mexico, which is a weird place anyway, weird, yeah, and he was on the highway between Roswell and Riadosa. Okay, and Riodoso's got the end of the Mountain Gods, it has got the casino and all that. And this friend of mine, we were actually talking about, because he listens to my show, we were talking about uh, this giant lizard thing that we we talked about when, on one of the episodes that was up in the in the uh, mountains outside of Riodoso. And so he was telling me that his dad used to be a high patrolman for the New, for New Mexico, he was a state trooper, and he was driving through there in between Roswell and Riodoso, um, off duty, he wasn't you know, on the clock. And he was with his wife and they saw what looked like a person on the side of the road on fire. And they, it was the craziest thing they ever seen. They said it was like, a, there was like a hill and not too far away, maybe a few hundred yards back. There was like a ranch house that was right there. And there was like a little driveway or whatever. And they saw this thing come up uh, like out, off of like a little hill Cause it was like a steep drop off right there. And it just comes up and it looked like a person that was completely on fire, like engulfed in flames. And as they, they, they drive by it and they see it, they could, they could even make out like facial features. It looked like a person, like he was a white male. It was just burning up. I like think they were on fire. And he said that they, they drove by it and they were like, what is that? That the person's on fire. Oh my gosh. So his, Police officer instinct kicked in to, to we better do something, better help him, whatever. And so he he pulls over and the the guy just is, is turned facing. They can see in the rearview mirror, the guy is turning facing them and looking at them, and he's completely engulfed in flames. They get out of the car. Well, he gets out of the car and he grabs a fire extinguisher um, and he like tar- starts to run down the road toward the guy. And as he gets close enough to the guy, about 50 yards from the guy, the guy literally just starts to disappear from his feet up. He just starts to, like, he rolls up, almost like he just rolled up and it went away. And as he was disappearing, there was, like, this shadow that was left in the place of what was once a man on fire. There was just a shadow. And then it just kind of, like, turned to ash and just floated away.
1: Wow. I know I read read on Strange Realm a story where um, where the kid was looking out of his window and there was like an ambulance in the middle of the woods where there was no houses or no, like there's no reason for this ambulance to be there. Uh, and I, I can't remember the name of the phenomenon where things that are not supposed to be there appear there.
0: It's like a ghost vehicle. I need yeah, to show like, about that too.
1: And I read another story on another site where... The woman was looking out the window and she could see a lady riding a bike in the air and then turning into like a floating um, driveway. Like a floating driveway with like a, it had a, a mailbox and everything. And she was like driving and dude, why would a driveway or even a person be able to, in midair? <laughs> I'll get you my brother Swing your little dog. Too. Okay, so
0: folks chief was up last night uh just doing things probably shouldn't have been doing and and eating eating too many snacks and watching wizard of oz. That's what that was, folks. I apologize.
1: Pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was off of a website for real? Yes, sir. Oh, that's cool. That's crazy. Okay, well, I'll throw you one about a ghost vehicle because I was gonna save it for a ghost but th- there was a, there was a, there was an army ba- or an air force base in Germany and I don't know if I should name places I don't know what the what you should if you should do that or not but anyway I already did it they, go ahead yeah well so so th- there were there were these uh this what air are you force, gonna call, Moosh? there were these air force bases and this guy was working at one of these bases as as a security police for the government now he wasn't actually a uh in the military, the American military, he was from Germany, and he worked as, a, as like a guard or something, guarding the outside of it where they kept like buses. And one night, he said, and I worked with this guy; he was a pretty cool guy. He told me that that this was the weird story that he had because I asked everybody, you know, that chief, I asked everybody if something weirds happened to him, and he told me that the, that this bus just he saw it coming down the the road; it looked like s- solid. And it turned in, and, of course, they have to open the, the the gate to let them in. And, of course, before they could, they're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's not slowing down. He's not stopping. He turns to, to go towards them, and he just comes flying through. And he, they were like, you know, stop, stop, you know, whatever. And th- then they realized there was no driver to this bus and it went straight into the gate and they're expecting to hear like this loud crash and the gates go flying and you know like die hard or something and instead it just goes right through them goes right through the gate like it wow. just phantom it was a completely yeah it was a complete phantom bus and then it just dissipated and became a wispy smoke and it was gone and there was no sound at all from this
1: Well, heck I've seen on numerous uh numerous uh uh shows about the the famous car chase that i don't know if it's new mexico or arizona where cops are ch- tailing this car and then it just disappears i don't know if you've seen that it's pretty no popular. I, have, I have not seen it yeah, they like went through the chain link fence yeah right through a chain link fence there's like a chain link fence and there's a house behind it wow and the the they're they're chasing it's not it's a pretty popular video they're chasing they're right on this guy's ass sorry uh, right on his hiney, and uh, he drives right through the chain-link fence and right through the house. No, the house and the fence are unscathed. It's like he drives through it and, and disappears.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I've gotten
0: lots of stories of Phantom. I have a story of a Phantom train that my friends, when I was young, we all lived in, like, at a sub, for a little while, I lived at a subdivision. You know, my friend Keith, uh, honey. And... Keith uh, and and a couple of my other friends, we all lived in the same little area. And one of our friends decided to, you know, go out of the house one weekend or whatever. And Keith was out of town, I believe. And I I chose not to because I had just gotten in trouble and got grounded for doing something similar. And so him and another friend decided to go, you know, sneak out of the house and go run around out in the woods. Because that's all it was. was just woods and like a big gravel road. And they went to the railroad tracks. And when they got to the railroad tracks, the train was coming and they could see the light for the train and it was just, it was just coming, you know, and they were like, oh, so they stood back and they just watched the train go. And then, you know, cause there was trains that separated that from the main road. And so they were waiting for the train to, to go, go by. Well, as the train approached, it just like every car that went by in front of them just began to like disintegrate and wow. there was no sound. I mean, it was a light, and then it just kind of like everything just kind of – the way they described it was like it melted slash disintegrated.
1: Baited into nothing. Yeah, and it yeah.
0: wasn't – there was no – and the train looked really old. It wasn't like a, a normal train. But anyway, that goes along with what we were talking about, about Phantom vehicles. Like I said, I got a bunch of those. I could do the whole show about that. But here's, here's one more for you. I got one more for you. This happened to a friend of my sister's. I actually ran into her one day at a convenience store and like the psychic vampire from, you know, <laughs> are you in the shadows? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Kathy, why don't you tell me about the uh, story when the car almost hit you and you had to like duck for cover? And she's like, well, I'm kind of in a hurry. I got milk that's going to spoil. I'm like, oh, no, it'll be fine. Just go ahead and tell me the story. I'm standing in front of your driver's side door so you can't really leave. And she's like, "If I tell you the story, will you let me go?" I'm like, "Probably," but then we might have to talk about insurance premiums. And before she fell asleep, this is what she told me. Uh, just I'm I'm kidding, of course. But anyways, I got her to tell me this story. We started shooting the breeze, and she told me this story. Now, this girl went to high school with my sister, and she said that one day, and I don't know what this highway is. It's right outside of Rockdale. That's the highway you go if you if anybody's familiar with Texas, you go to Rockdale, and then you take a left, and you head up north, and you go to Cameron. And it's on that highway that I actually lived on for a couple months when I was little, when we first moved back to Central Texas from West Texas. And she said that that her and her boyfriend were at the uh at that light getting ready to take a left. And she looked both ways. And she's like, I looked to the left, I looked to the right, there was nobody there. And she said that as soon as they started to, to, to get onto the road to turn, here comes this car, this uh what she said looked like a a, a truck slash car. She couldn't really give me a good description. She said it looked like one of the old-timey cars you would see from, like, the 30s or 40s. That's the best description she could give me.
1: Like Model A, Model T. know, I, I, I
0: couldn't even, from what the description she gave me, I couldn't even make heads or tails of it. Because she's like, didn't know anything about that era. And she said it was just, like, an old-timey old car. Timey. The way she described it was actually what you would see in, like, an old gangster movie. Okay. And so she told me this. She said that, And she said that it was, like, it was going to hit them. And she said that she looked in the and she could see the two people in the vehicle, and one was the driver and and one was the the passenger. There uh, there were two people uh, in the front seat. She didn't see anybody into the back. And she said that they had a look of absolute terror on their face, like oh my gosh. And the guy was like he went to swerve, like he was turning the steering wheel, but the vehicle was staying straight on the course to hit them. And the 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 person in the in the passenger side. I believe she said it was like a man and a woman. And she said that she looked like she was about ready to try to jump out. And they were both screaming. And she said that they had this look on their face. She couldn't hear anything. There was no sound. But they had this look on their faces, like not only were they in shock and about to die, but that they were they couldn't like they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Like they were pulling out in front of them. You know what I mean? Right. And vice versa. And she said that as we kind of just I closed my eyes and braced for impact and she's like, my boyfriend was sitting there and he was like, just terrified, you know, too. And she said that it was like nothing. Like they, they kind of closed their eyes and she did, did her turn. And she's like, Whoa, did, did those, did that car miss us? And they looked in the rearview mirror, they pulled over and they looked down the high, they got out of the vehicle cause they were both shook up. They, they looked all, all down the road, everything. And there was no car that fit that description, nothing. Like it was just it wasn't there, like it wasn't even there. So, I I don't know what that was. I mean that that's a crazy story. I mean I've been holding on to that one because like I said I wanted to do one about ghost vehicles or whatever, but phantom stuff on the road I guess is what this one you know. <laughs> but right. do do you see though like how phantom lights how crazy that would be? You know, I got too many phantom lights. I can tell you that's going to be two volumes, right? Huh. Um, we could talk about that too. I got a couple of those,
1: but well, I know Nelly was saying about Edwards earlier. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a genuine correlation is that like a lot of these sightings, there's, there's a massive influx of sightings around air force bases. You know, I got my buddy, uh, shout out to Dane up in Phoenix. He's always sending me, uh, footage of <clears throat> stuff going on and it's probably one or two, sometimes three times a week, you know? So, you got, I mean, you got Edward, White Sands, uh, all those, the whole Southwest is littered with Air Force bases, and there's always phenomenon around them, sometimes yeah, like, the daily. Like, like the one I told you about in Germany. Right, right.
0: Well, it's very weird. I mean, th- th- and, that, and that, that, with the bus and all that, that happened a long time ago, because when, when the guy told me that, that was literally 2000. I worked with this guy he told me that 20 years ago. So that he said it was like 20 years before that. So it must've been like 1980 when that happened. But, um, yeah, so that, that, th- that was really weird. And so she told me that story and I don't even remember how we got on that subject, but we just started talking and, and she told me that story and I never got to talk to her boyfriend about it. You know, never, never saw him again and asked him about it. But, uh, that's, that's a weird, that's a weird thing that happened. And so, um,
1: so let's get into the dog, man. Chief, you want to tell your dog man? <clears throat> there was a report of a dog man encounter, a gentleman back in the early 80s who was hitchhiking from Three Rivers, Texas, to San Antonio, Texas. And on the junction be- on the junction between 281 and 37, there's a bridge. Well, he says as he's watching walking over this bridge, and it's nighttime, of course, so it's pitch black, that he could just hear like a snickering, you know, like a snickering, just kind of a laughing. Well, for a moment, that he decided he was going to walk down there for whatever reason, and that as he's walking down there, the laughing became more sinister, kind of snickering, and that's when he kind of it kind of dawned on him. He got this kind of eerie feeling, you know, and he's like, "Well, whatever it is, is calling me down here, it's luring me down here." So as he turns around and heads back, and finally gets back up to the road, he got this feeling of just dread and fear. And he decided that uh, he was going to flag down the next person that drove by. He's walking, and he keeps hearing this thing going, psst, hey, come here. So he's walking faster, you know, getting more scared, sweating a little bit more. Thing keeps going, psst, come here. So finally a van, van starts pulling up. You know, he can see these headlights, and he's waving his hands, He's waving his hands frantically, you know, he's like, pick me up, pick me up. said he could see absolute fear and the biggest eyes he's ever seen on the driver. So, from what I gather, what the driver can see whatever's behind this guy, pursuing this guy while this guy's trying to flag him down. Hey, pick me up. So, the driver got so scared that he didn't even stop. Didn't even stop, didn't even pick the guy up. So the guy starts running, guy starts running. He says he can hear this real guttural kind of heavy breathing. Like he's being pursued, like something bigger than him. Mm. And finally, uh, a a trucker pulls up, uh, just like out of a movie. Of course he's waving his hands. Frankly, the trucker finally picks him up, snags him up, pulls him, does ask, didn't ask any questions, which assuming the trucker saw whatever was following this kid, Pulls him up into the cab and drives off. And the, the kid says that, or the reported that as he drove off, the thing kind of snickered, you know, kind of snickered at him, laughed at him and said, maybe next time. You know what I mean? Or some kind of um, menacing uh, message because the kid got away. But, uh, yeah, that's my story. Two eighty one thirty seven. look out for dog. And, man. and it
0: looked like a werewolf. Right. Dog man, werewolf, whatever. Dog man. And it was talk and that's crazy because like I have gotten a few reports of that, not as many as you would hear. Like I I, I like of course, obviously I've heard Nelly listening to something one day about goatman and there was one and I don't remember what show or channel it was, and there was one about a goat man that, that had that had was using the sound of someone's mother.
1: Oh wow. And his so, mother to was beckoning them, yeah, and to his call
0: mother them? was his mother was dead. She was deceased. Oh wow. So it was it was it was all it was like totally like malevolent dude. Like he was like, my mom is dead. And he was thinking about his mom. And then he heard his mom's voice and he looked outside and he saw like, and like I said, this isn't a report that somebody gave me. It was something we heard on one of the channels you were listening mm-hmm. to. I try to drown it out because it's not me. So I- I'm very petty like that. And I'm
1: very petty. I'm like,
0: it's not my story. It's I don't, wanna, my I don't like it. Nobody gave me that story. Get it away from me. I don't <laughs> like it. People do it around <laughs>
1: me. I didn't want my pancake touching mm-hmm. my eggs. I hate when
0: other people have their <laughs> stories that aren't on my show and people do it around me.
1: I hate when other people tell stories yeah. or even talk for that. <laughs>
0: <one>. <laughs> so, th- so what happened was he looks outside and he sees a, a goat type entity that, and he, and it was doing like it had its hands up. It was so just nasty. It was like doing the voice of his mother and he could see it. Like I guess, didn't he like look out the window or something and he saw it on the porch.
2: Yes. It was ho-
0: horrible. He story. Said he was just filled with fear
2: until he heard it using his mother's voice, oh, and wow. then he became very angry because it she was, was mocking her. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it was like saying his name and saying, "Come here, open the uh, door. This is evil. your mother." You know, I don't know if that's how his mom. That's headed, very but, evil. Right. Wow. Was there an odor? Uh, I I don't remember the story. I just and I remember he's the. the, the it was saying something like, "Are you cleaning yourself?" You're washing your butt. No, I'm <laughs> just saying.
1: Are you using the Q-tips for your ears? <laughs> it's like make yeah. sure you have plenty of TP. <laughs> he got
0: real angry. This
1: is a Corona.
0: <laughs> the corona. So so it got he got ang- really angry at it because it was using that, and then and then it it left before his dad had come home, and then when he started trying to tell his dad about it, I don't remember the whole story. Like the dad got upset you know, and told him that he's been spending too much time because his mom had died a couple of years ago. And he's like, you haven't been, you know, going to hang out with friends or doing anything productive. And that's why this is happening. And he kept saying that and that's not the case. And, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy, but you hear a lot of these goat man stories. I, I don't have a, like a lot of them like that. I have one or two that I've heard recently, not too long ago, but most of them, like they're just, they just see it. And then and that's it. but, uh, you'll hear stories like that around the internet about these goat entities, like talking to people, you know, it's like, they're trying to beckon you to, to open the door or to do, you know, whatever sinister thing they want to do. But yeah, that, that story kind of stuck with me. I remember we were, we were doing something and you, you were listening to it and I, I was kind of halfway listening to it, but that's pretty terrifying. So that's your, that's your dog man story. And Nellie, do you want to tell your dog man story?
2: Yeah, I have um, I have a dog man story. I got this one like a long time ago.
0: Yeah, you have these stories that you are just... I have to wait to get you to come on to tell them because you're like, I'm not going to give it to you. You're going to have to let me come on, but then you don't want to come on.
1: That's a We got away from... You to never want to come on, though. <laughs> I gotta... was like... <laughs>
0: I tell you hey, come on the show and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'd rather really just sit here and we
1: we have to wait for the moosh to get sick or something."
0: Yeah, something to happen. Well, Moose has <laughs> been working a lot, so he's trying he's trying to buy him some new rims, folks. I'm yeah. just kidding. He he's going to keep them rims swinging, breaking the the vehicle as soon as he got it, he broke it. Then he oh, he blamed it man. on Goatman, Dogman and and the rake. He said, oh, "Okay, guys, you're not going to believe this. Put the Dogman and came and he picked up the front of it, and then the brake came, went up underneath, it, and the goat man grabbed the back and they tried to check out my vehicle. But luckily I fended it off with my tr- trusty pocket knife. Uh the one you got me for Christmas, and I'm really appreciative of that.
1: And then the Bahaba Yaga left some <laughs> stains on the back seat. And then, and
0: then he and then he used his uh his Swiss Army knife to fight him off and his trapper keeper from when he was in fifth grade. And luckily for him, he's alive to tell this tale. Because you know what? That's a total fabricated story. He didn't really say that. Okay, folks. Don't don't mess with him. But the story he didn't that say this, it, no, but it's the, true. The story that he told us though was equally ridiculous, right, honey? How he messed up his axle. <laughs> and I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it, but because Mushi's not here to defend himself. Okay. But here here's what's going
1: on, folks. Like I hit a curb and then my axle rose three inches. <laughs> <laughs> And decided it wouldn't, didn't want to be a part of the undercarriage and anymore. And then my license was on the dash. And when I hit the bump, it fell into my iced tea, therefore being suspended momentarily.
0: And then I had Kule with the other friend, the end. So that's kind of how his story went. And yeah, there you go. Chief, you know him very and well. That's, that's how his
1: awesome. license got suspended. That's awesome. The Fascinating.
0: Chief. That's awesome. So folks, you're going to tell us the Dog Man story. You've had it for a long time.
2: Yes, a long time. Give us the story. I believe this was here in Texas north of Fort Worth. Um this gentleman was buying a house out there with a lot of property. It was not in town. And um in the in the process of buying the house, the real estate agent said I want to take you out there one more time cuz I have to explain some things to you. So he agreed to go out there and when he was walking him around the property, he told him that um that there's a werewolf. Dogman, but he used the word werewolf because He didn't know what a dogman was. No, called. he didn't. Um, he said there's a werewolf out here. <laughs> the guy was like, Okay. He's like, oh no, he's like, I'm very serious. He grabbed him, he goes, Please listen to me. If you're serious about borrowing this property, you have to do something every night, which is kill a rabbit or a chicken and leave it on the front porch steps for this for this werewolf. Or else, you know, something bad will happen. And every owner that's had this property, because it was very old, um, agreed to do it. And they always, every night, left um, one of the other types of animals on the porch for this um, werewolf, dogman. And he just laughed about it and, you know, was like, okay, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. So um, he actually had to sign it on the, um, the
1: deed.
2: yes, the per- to purchase the house. So he he didn't think anything of it and so he did it and then the not the final night when they had every move everything moved there um it, it was still some stuff was in boxes but they had all the stuff brought over that night that they stayed there he was like i'm not doing that you know that's just crazy i'm not gonna kill an animal and leave it on my my porch so he didn't when he woke up the next day his his stuff on the the porch was moved around he was like well it could have been anything you know i'm out in the middle of nowhere so the next night he um didn't do it again but then he heard a ruckus going on so he got up and he looked out the window because he expected to see a bear or something because he could hear heavy breathing and it sounded like an animal and when he looked out the window he saw this huge werewolf He, he said it was a werewolf i saw a werewolf wow and he said it was, and it looked right at me, and it snarled, and it came towards the window, and he just screamed, and he ran to his room, and he locked and barricaded himself in in the room, and he could hear it all night long, just like going around, and scratching on the walls, and growling, and like making really bad, you know, animal noises, and he said it terrified him, and it tormented him. Menacing. Yeah, it tormented him all night long, so. After that had happened, he waited till the next day, and he had called the movers to get his stuff, and he just took his family, and they left. Wow. He didn't want anything to do with it because he had seen it was a werewolf. Right. Yes.
1: Get this thing a bucket of chicken. <laughs>
0: so I guess my question to that is, first of all, the guy's a coward, okay? He should have stayed and been nice and fed it and just gave it dead rabbits and whatever else it wanted. Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls, you know, they, they do like pizza rolls, Hot Pockets, you know, and, and jerky. Now, why, why didn't he do that? Why didn't he make like a little gift basket and be like, here you go, uh, werewolf, dog man, or skinwalker, whatever you are, uh, here you go. Here's some pizza rolls, Pot Pockets, and beef jerky.
1: You know, a nice little watch for the Squatch.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so he's he- like a
1: Seiko guy.
0: <laughs> Here's the question. Here's the question, in all seriousness, do you think it was like a skinwalker, or do you think because like it was on that property now, the physical dogman people are going to say it was a dog man who just lived there, and you should never be afraid of it because it's just you know
2: well, obviously it had made this deal or with somebody down the line whoever owned that property or built it, had this deal with this dogman to leave it some animal.
0: Yeah, and I've heard you talk about this story before to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've we've pondered it back and forth, like what it could have been, what it was. I mean, I don't know if it's a physical, flesh and blood dog man. It had to have learned that some somewhere down the line that people are going to give it food.
1: I know the terri territorial part correlates with the skinwalker kind of deal.
0: Yeah, but and then if you look at it from like, okay, if it's a skinwalker. He's just using himself to terrorize this guy to or whoever lived there. So maybe that's why the people that were there before moved. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> if they he ran got out the, of rabbits. He got the land on the cheap or something. Maybe that's why. And it was he had to give it a rabbit every night?
2: A rabbit or a chicken every, every night. Every
0: night. You would go broke doing that. It's cheaper just to give it a bullet. I'm just kidding, folks. We don't abdicate the killing of these demons.
1: I mean, don't they got like a four for four at KFC or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: You got to drive into town every day to get it—a two-piece two in piece a biscuit. Well, it doesn't want a two-piece; it wants a whole chicken. So you got to go get the rotisserie from the HEB grocery store.
1: That you know that that leads to. Or what to do you other,
0: have out in California? What's the grocery store? That
1: leads to other stuff, bro. They want gravy, Ralphs, Ralphs, and Piggly Wiggly.
0: You got to go out there Ralph's and get their. Run. Well, here, okay, yeah. check Safeway. it out. All right, so so after this story, I got one. We'll stay on the West Coast here. I got I got one for you guys. I've had this one for a while and I kept thinking that I was going to add more stories to it, but I really couldn't really, I didn't really get much. But so this one happened on the border between Oregon and Washington on the Columbia river in the Columbia river. And if anybody knows, I got this story a long time ago near the Dalles. And I know Nelly. we've talked about that because I spent a little time up there. And this, this lady told me we were talking about creepy stories, scary stories, whatever. And, uh, she said I got one that happened to my my daughter and this was really crazy and she told me the story kind of an overview of it but then when I when when the daughter came we actually were able to talk to her and the daughter was about my age you know and so she told me this crazy story they were swimming in in the river and the river Columbia River divides Oregon from Washington basically and they were on the Oregon side and they were swimming and they Decided. Let's see if we can swim all the way across it. Now it's very wide in some spots, almost like a lake. And you know, we we went through there not too long ago, and uh, I thought, wow, that's kind of a daunting task. I don't think I'd want to do that. But the daughter was a swimmer, like she swam in school and stuff. So she thought, you know, I can do this. So she starts trying to swim across whatever. And there's she she looks down. She has like a the snorkel gear or whatever. And so she looks down into the water, and she sees something go underneath her. That to her looked like something akin to what she said—a cross between the creature from the Black Lagoon and a frog. That's what she
1: said. So Kermit from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> no, I'm just but
0: but but a, but a much <laughs> a, a much uglier and worse looking thing. Right. And she said that it was skinny. It had it, like it had a weird looking, like uh, oblong looking body with these long, long uh, appendages with like like uh, webbing. And so she turns and she swims away. She's scared. She whatever. And so w- that was that was her encounter with whatever this thing was. But that wasn't the only thing that happened. Like a couple years after her encounter, she had a friend because after that she was afraid to go swimming in there again in that area. And the friend uh had something happen. They were closer to the shore, okay, or the bank, whatever, and they were going they were jumping in the water and, and going to try to touch the bottom. You know how when you're young, you're a kid, or whatever, you try to touch bottom and then you go back up, right? So they were doing this, they were playing this game of go down into the water and then come back up. And they said that where they were at, it was about ten feet, according to what she was telling me and she said that they were doing that going down dunk you know coming back up there there were there were two girls and a boy uh and they were younger they were kids you know like young they were like early teens or whatever younger than this girl when she had her experience she was like 17 18 when it happened to her but these kids were were, were doing that and one of them didn't come back up uh one of the girls went down and didn't come back up And these, this girl like went to, I guess she was like 14 years old and they went to the same high school or something as the older girl. And this happened to her when she was younger when, you know, and so anyways, this girl said that as she told her friend and the friend's mom and everybody, when they had like some kind of get together, some sort of retreat or something, and they started telling creepy stories like we were. And she said that when she was trying to come back up out of the water, something grabbed her on the bottom of the, of the lake grabbed its hands around her ankles and was just pulling her and pulling her. And she could feel like her toes digging into the bottom of the, uh, of the, the, the river, whatever the Riverbed. the riverbed. And she said that she, she was, it was pulling her so hard that it cut her legs. It scratched her legs. Now, according to the mom and the daughter that I met and I met them through a guy that I, I was doing a job with, whatever, and, but they, they told me this story and they said that they had seen the pictures of her legs being scratched up that just looked like somebody had scratched her up. She had scars on her lower legs. Wow. To the point to where she didn't even try out for cheerleading because she had these scars on her legs. And so <clears throat> it was a very traumatic experience. And she said that just about the time that she felt like she was going to drown, she just kept kicking and struggling. At one time she said, her foot actually got loose, and it she kicked he stomped that she felt like a slimy, like wet, squishy something, and she pulled away and got loose and then, when they were going when they she got up to the top, she was gasping for air she was she swallowed a little bit of water, and she said that that uh something else had swam by her that she was convinced was a separate entity was not the one that was holding her. And that it brushed by her, and it grabbed on her arm, clawed her arm. She said that that one felt like it was much bigger than whatever the other one was. It was holding her legs, and it and it grabbed a hold of her arm, and it and it pulled, and it twisted her around. So she was spinning when she came up to the top, and she got out of the water. They weren't real far from the the, the shore, uh, the bank. So she got out of the water. And she told them, something is in the water. Something grabbed me. Something was trying to drown me. It was trying to kill me. And they're like, okay, calm down. You must have hit a catfish or something, you know, the bass or whatever's in there. And she's like, no, it wasn't a fish. It had hands and her legs, when she got out of the water, were just bloody and shredded. So they had to take her to the hospital, get tetanus and all that other stuff. And she was, like I said, a 14-year-old kid who dropped out of cheerleading and everything else because it, it scarred her legs up so bad. She said that the best she, she looked down, but the water was murky at that point because of all the, 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 sediment being pushed around from her feet, you know, but she said the best she could tell that it looked frog like, but it was like reptilian looking and she could see scales, like like a, like a, like a wide head, like a frog, but like a the, the top of it and everything else looked kind of like a lizard, very iguana-esque
1: kinda iguana esque. Kind of like a lizard, yeah.
0: And and well, actually no, because I asked her if it looked like an iguana type thing, and she said she couldn't describe the kind of lizard it was. Huh. And so it was like really a giant weird,
1: monitor kind of.
0: Yeah, but she said that yeah, it, she she couldn't. She only saw like one of the appendages, and she said it was long and skinny as best she could tell. But whatever went by her. She was pretty sure that it wasn't a fish. It was one of these creatures, and it, like, tried to claw her wow. arm. Maybe it
2: was a parent. Something was baiting. swimming
0: by it or something. Right. Like, or a bigger one, yeah. Or its mate. I, I don't know. Protecting its offspring. Or Maybe. Something. Or going to, you know, whatever. And and so, but she said that when when she, when the other one, as she was starting to come up, that, that this thing had went up to grab her, I think she said her left foot again. And that's when that thing that went by her, it clawed her arm really bad and gave her a scar there but it spun her and actually got her loose from whatever it was it was grabbing underneath. Wow. So whatever it was had impaled the bottom of her foot too, with what felt like a really strong claw. And she, she said that it felt like a thumb, like the thumb of it. If you push it at the middle of your foot with their thumb. And she said that it embedded itself like about an inch deep into her, into her bottom of her foot. Wow. So it impaled her foot, but then whatever it was that had g- kind of grabbed her left arm had pulled her free of it, too. Uh, maybe not deliberately, maybe by accident or whatever, or they were just trying to grab her and take her down. And uh-huh. she got out. But that's that's a weird story, and I've never seen or talked to those people again.
1: But You figure there'd be a whole other culture, like a whole other podcast, Frogman Encounters. <laughs> Fro- Froggy Waters. Uh, it, it's so weird,
0: though. I mean, it was just... <laughs> Like I, I have like since looking, since then I've looked into stories about that. And I found one like in Ohio, another one in Illinois, but I never, I didn't get stories a frog from man there. In
1: Louisiana, there's gotta be a frog. Oh, there's
0: the gotta man. be something. So we're going to move on from that. Actually, you know what? We, I can tell you a story. Speaking of Louisiana, there, there's one I got that was really weird. And it's not a one-off. I actually have a couple, but this one, there was one that was a longer story. I'm not going to get into that today, but there's a shorter one I got that I can tell you. And I remember this one, they told me that they saw two guys were in a boat out in the bayou. And they saw this thing come up out of the water and go onto the shore. That was looked like a gator, like a regular gator in the water. But when it came out onto the shore, it was running on two legs and it was like, the way it was running, it was like, like, you know, this is what they said. They said almost like it was pedaling, like, like if it was bow legged pedaling a bike, that's how the bat, the legs looked. And it was weird. Like they said that it was only about three foot long. It wasn't, it wasn't a full grown. They don't, they don't think it was a full grown, but they said it looked just like an alligator that had came out onto the shore and was running on, on its hind legs. And they said it was moving fast. Like it went to transition from, water onto the land and then it running on the tiny legs was pretty seamless. Like it was just whoop, whoop and it was gone. And, uh, it was, it was very bizarre and they said it was blackish green though. It was a weird color. It wasn't like a normal alligator. Like, you know, um, so that's, that's a weird story. I don't know what, you know, that I don't know how to classify that, but I had another one like that too. Like I said, this one, there's another one that's a little more drawn out, but I'm not going to get into that now because of the time. But did you want to add something, Nellie?
2: I have two sightings of large rabbits.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Extremely large, like the size of the front end of a vehicle large.
0: Yeah, wow. I remember I remember hearing this.
2: Yeah, one was back in the 80s. <clears throat>
0: Hold on, before you go any further, mm-hmm. folks listening at home are probably going to be like, uh, that sounds crazy. Okay, you have no idea. Okay, we have gotten stories of giant prehistoric kangaroos. And uh, we've gotten stories of giant rabbits too. Like, well, not a bunch. I've gotten one, but she is, 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 has a couple. And then we've gotten stories of like oversized rats, the size of like pit bulls. People. People. What do you mean,
2: people? They
0: were the size of people, the rats. Oh, yeah. The size, yeah. Just humongous. So, anyways, before you, that, I just wanted to, to, to give you that before you go. Now, go ahead, tell the story.
2: Well, um, the person had walked outside. And this is the first one was back in the 80s. And they were feeding their animals and they looked up. They saw movement and they said it was a large bunny rabbit. Just there was nothing odd about it. It wasn't like any had it didn't have any humanoid features. It just looked like a, you take a rabbit and enlarge it. And she looked right at it and she was like, oh, OK. So she closed her eyes and she opened them again. It was right there. And she hot saw it hop it was in front of the, the, the mom's vehicle and it just hopped onto the other side and she ran in the house to get her mom to tell her and of course her mom didn't believe her but she went out there anyways and then she was like it was right here I saw it and she ran around the car and there was no rabbit there and then
0: okay now this was a child uh-huh and so the mom got out and was like, "Carolyn, you're going to get a spanking. And she, she she whopped her good. This house is
1: clear, my <laughs>
0: child. No giant rabbits here are coming out of the TV.
1: So let me ask I you a question. I got que- my rabbits for child. <laughs> let
0: me ask you a question. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of this no, the person or whatever. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. But uh But this was a child, though? Nine years old. Okay, yeah, but a child at nine years old. Well,
1: nines, uh, I don't know. Imagination running wild, maybe? Big llama? No. Could like maybe the child made a mistake?
2: No, because I have a friend, another friend, who had I believe it was last year who had a sighting of a very large rabbit. She was taking her dog out for a run, in the same one little town over from that town, and uh she took her dog out there to go run free out in the the desert. And she was just sitting there watching him run, and she saw something move. So she looked over, and she said, "It was the size of the front end of a vehicle. It was so big." She said, it "Just it was a bunny rabbit, a rabbit." And the just,
0: front end of a vehicle, like what kind of vehicle though? Like, like a car? Camry, yes,
2: like that. She says, a it's, "Small,
0: cam- like a camera." Yeah,
2: that that their heads are like right about there, not the mm-hmm. ears. The top of the head is right about the the at where the hood is. So it's like that big, and they're they're just long, like a a rabbit. Nothing odd or what nothing. What color? Just, um, like um, you know, little cottontails. Mm-hmm. Just take a cottontail and make it the size of the front of a vehicle.
0: Dude, like uh, that is so weird. Like,
2: yeah, she saw it just hopping along.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember you getting these stories. There is, there was the only rabbit story I got, and I can throw this one in there because we're talking about it. And I never knew where to put this one. I thought it was kind of a one-off because I don't, I didn't have two like you did. But I got a story from actually, it's, I don't want to say his name. He's somebody that that me and Chief probably know, and you pro- I mean, I'm, I know you do know him. But uh, he told me that they were when they were kids, and this is again, it was a kid said that he was like I think seven or eight, and they were playing in the yard, and they see this black rabbit, like a black rabbit, just come out of the, from underneath the fence, and it just sat there, you know, doing what rabbits do, just sitting there being nervous and afraid of everything around it, because everything eats rabbits. It's the ultimate prey animal. So they 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 ran toward it, oh, let's catch it, it's a rabbit, because it, like, it hopped away from the, 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 the hole in the fence, and so it tried to head back to the hole, and as they are this is a crazy story. You know, when they were running back toward the rabbit to, to, to confiscate it, you know, that it got underneath the fence and they said that it, it, it looked almost like it was bigger. As it got closer, it was bigger and bigger and bigger. Like he said that it when it first crawled up under the fence, that it was very tiny, like you said about the size of a cottontail, but as they approached it and started harassing it, that now listen to this folks, as it, they got closer to it. It got bigger. Not in the way that, like, okay, it looks smaller because it's further away, but you, and you get closer to it and it's bigger, but in the way that as they got closer to it, it was almost the size of a dog, like a medium-sized dog. And as they kind of stopped for a second and were kind of stunned at the size of it, it ran to the hole, and it tried to go into the hole, but it couldn't. And it started kind of digging frantically. They just kind of stood there, and then one of them went up to try to grab the back of it. And at this point, they said that it literally—before there were four people that were looking at it. One was an older, was a teenager, and then there was there were they were varying in ages. There were two sets of cousins, two siblings, um, you know, and then two more siblings. And they said that it was in the summertime they were playing in the back, whatever. And as they went to grab it, that it began to literally, before their eyes, shrink. Like, yeah, it gives new meaning to the word rabbit hole. Like, you go down the rabbit hole. It's a very weird thing. And they said that it was like it, they were holding on to it, and it just began to just deflate like it was getting smaller. And then it ran up underneath the hole and got out and went into the neighbor's yard on the other side. So that, if that story is to be believed, that is an amazing story. I don't know what to make of that.
2: Well, that maybe that's why that first one, when she ran around the vehicle... And it wasn't there. Maybe it shrank and maybe that's it just it shrank into
0: the size of an atom. Yeah, because
2: uh-huh. I told I asked her. I said you didn't see it out in the distance because she said the property was just flat land, mm-hmm. so she should have been able to see it far off. She did have another odd encounter on that property, and would you like me to share with you? Yes. Yeah. Um, She said it was during the day and it was kind of windy, and so. She said she was actually feeling pretty down. And it was around the same year. It was like she was about nine years old. And she was walking. She said, I'm just going to go walk for out in the field. And it's it's kind of breezy. It's pretty good out there. And she said, I promise you, what I saw was a black trash bag blowing in the wind. And she was like, well, I'm going to go get that and put it in the trash. And so she kept walking towards it. And she kept getting this weird feeling. And she was looking right at it. And it was a black trash bag blowing. It was like caught on a bush. It looked like it was caught on a bush. And it was waving in the wind. You've seen this. So she walks up to it. And as she gets closer, she said it kind of like whipped in the wind. And then it stood up. And it was a little black dog. And it started barking frantically like it was afraid of her. And she was startled at first like, what did I just see? And then she realized it's a pu- a puppy, you know. So she At first was she like, was
0: afraid; she was petrified.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but then she realized it, it's a puppy and it's it's barking in fear. So she's she's knelt <clears throat> down and she says, "It's okay, it's okay, was there come a here." And, go? and um, she um, got got closer, and actually, the dog came up to her. And as she was petting it, she was like, "It's okay, it's going to be okay." She said that when she pet it, she had a dog so she knows how it feels to pet a dog she said it felt like she was petting like something that wasn't real
0: like artificial
2: it was not like petting her dog like she was like this doesn't feel right so she um got up and she's like it was stay a here imitation dog i don't know she just started to walk towards the house and it started to follow her and she just got this really sick feeling in her stomach she turned around and said no stay here she like yelled at it and then she just took off to back to the house. And on her way back, she kind of started feeling bad. So she turned around and there was nothing there. Nothing so at all. So
0: on that same property, you had something that was the size of Roger Rabbit
1: turn into...
2: I don't know. Adam Ant. I've never... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I, have like a little coat with a pocket watch and... <laughs>
2: a little a coat bo- of pocket bow tie. Top, and pocket watch. A top hat. <laughs> like, I'm late. I'm late. Isn't that <laughs> what he says? Late for an
0: important date. It's <laughs> like... I tell you what th- these are some weird creaky stories. I know I read uh one, and I can't take credit for this one because this isn't one that somebody gave me, but there was a story that I read about a a little little man that was running through some people's yards, and I got some little people's stories that we're gonna do get into eventually too again, folks. but uh this thing ran through some some people's yards when like seven eight kids were playing in the backyard, and they had a mastiff like a big dog, big, massive. And I remember them saying that it ran at the little man and the little man almost got away. He was hopping, skipping, you know, you've heard the story right Nelly? Yes. And I don't know if you've heard it chief, but then the, the dog caught it at the last minute, right before it was about to disappear under the fence. And the dog chewed it up and ate it right in front of all wow. these kids. And it, and it said traumatized the kids, like literally. I'm looking like, for me gold. What was that, Nellie? It was a story we got. There we, someone we, said it was we,
2: a little person. It a wasn't a story we got, said,
0: but we read it somewhere in something.
2: I think we. it was on a podcast. I'm not was sure. Was it on a podcast so. or like something? Well, or no, somebody, he, the,
0: a story that a podcaster read or something? Yeah, about, I think you
2: know? so. That's cool.
1: I, th- I was looking right before I came over here. I was watching a video about a little person. That was peeking out from behind a rock, like in Saskatchewan, some mm. kind of uh, Indian reservation. I'm gonna have to find the link and send it to you guys. Wow, it was legit. Little looked like a little person with a little uh, a little uh, leather jacket on and like a little monito dreads, dreads, uh, dreads. What do they call them? Dreadlocks mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: Well, you know, stories like a, that we've gotten. You
2: saw that little person
0: over the over the years. We've gotten stories. Of these little duende, monitos, Duendes, yeah, whatever of, they call them that in
1: Mexico. Yeah,
0: and then and then Elves. you get these weird reports of giants too. And, and since I've started doing this show, I've gotten two giant reports. And then they were adamant that they were not Bigfoot. One like humans. Yeah, I mean they looked humanoid, humanoidal, um, but I'm not going to get into that on this one. But they were, they were what people would refer to as like a forest giant, you know. And, uh, but, but those, the little, the little people stories are really weird. Yeah. Nellie, you just, uh, said that and when we were driving through, um, Arizona, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly where we were at, but we were heading, we were almost to California and I saw, and I don't claim that I had a little people sighting just because it was pretty quick. You know, I drove by. And I was well, the, everybody's little compared to you. Well, bro. I was my a friend of mine was driving, and I was in the passenger side, and I was just I looked up, and I saw this, what looked like a little man, like I don't know, it, it, he was sitting up on a on a ridge, and he looked like he had his hand up, like he was waving, mm-hmm. and I thought that is a tiny little dude, and I looked again, and but he didn't move; it just stayed stationary. So then I kind of convinced myself that it was a gnome. <laughs> now that it was like, yeah, like a, like somebody had put it there or something, but there was no uh, civilization around like anywhere. Some kind
1: of deco or something. Like yeah,
0: there was no um, habitat or what do you call it? No people, no,
2: no residents, no, residence no, or
0: re- no nothing. There was nothing. Out middle I of nowhere. I remember
2: you saying that it had that little hat.
0: Yeah, it was weird looking, hat, and I was and like, it what had is a, s- that?
2: A spear or something. Yeah,
0: it looked like it was holding something mm-hmm. like a stick or something in its other hand. And I just thought, did I just see that, or is it? But it never moved; it just it was stationary. So, you know, maybe somebody was creative and they got up to the the bridge and put it there. So I don't really claim it as. That sounds oh, like a fun idea. Maybe, That's yeah. Like I always idea. thought it'd be
1: fun to just a big Sasquatch silhouette. go run around
0: in a Sasquatch suit till you get shot, or you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Shout out to Sasquatch. Shout out to Sasquatch. So Nelly, you. So when that happened. That weird little people thing. You were like asleep in the back seat or something, right? You were asleep.
2: No, because I remember you saying, I don't want to say I saw something, but I think I just saw a little person. And I was like, Where? And you're like, wow. Back there. And I turned around, but I didn't see anything.
0: I don't claim it because I didn't, I don't know what it yeah, was. What I don't you, claim like, anything unless I, I like. Well, like on, when we let, were living in that, let's clear
1: the, this up. Let's clear this when up. When we were
0: living in the house, we saw stuff straight up saw. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah.
1: We we, li- we lived in the house. I saw stuff that I'm, I don't think I'll ever be able to explain. So,
0: yeah, you won't ever be able to explain Never. it. But I mean, this thing was real quick and it wasn't, but I don't know.
1: Let's clear this up because I, I don't- It's I can a possibility. I kind of smell class action lawsuit because people get offended, whatnot, and we live in the age of offensiveness. We don't mean little people like- little people we mean like elves or duendes, or we mean tiny yeah we're not people. talking about people who right. yeah it's not human not they're not human beings like at all troyer or like you know people little
0: people you like. cannot uh misconstrue what with this with with someone who is a little person no this was this was this these things are, are beyond the norm for sure and I, and if you go back into the archives folks and listen to our episodes you'll hear me talk about so as chief, you know the stories about these little people that live in the walls down in the clubs downtown on Sixth Street. There've been stories of those for years that we heard long before you know little gnome
1: bar rats.
0: Yeah, little gnomes. Yeah, actually, them fighting with rats too. I mean, we got stories like that of them fighting rats. But, anyways, folks, that's a that's a whole nother show. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all go, okay, guys. Um, just terrestrial. Been gnomes. trying to get off the phone with you guys for a while, and you just keep it, you know. just <laughs> – <laughs> just messing with you. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any stories with uh any sort of like diminutive creatures, lizard creatures, frog people, if you have anything with giant bunny rabbits, any any kind of uh ghost uh, natives, Extra, extraterrestrial gnomes, any kind of yeah, anything coming out of a spaceship, let me know. Let me know and so we can I'll tell your story we'll be sitting next to each other with the straight jackets and the i'm just kidding folks and kachina dolls people will think we're crazy but you know what that's why you tune in because we're all a little bit crazy and we talk about all this crazy stuff folks so from wherever you're sitting right now next to your giant bunny rabbit whatever little person's trying to stab you in the toe whatever creature's trying to drag you to the depths good night